Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Happy June. This is episode number 147 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is The Bride of Christ. Much attention has been given to the royal wedding of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle in May. In light of that, I thought that we would look at how the Jewish wedding is a picture of what God the Father is doing with Christ and the church. You see, in the Bible, Christ represents the bridegroom, and the church, made up of all believers, represent the bride of Christ. If you are single, divorced, or a widow, still the inspiration this month is for you. It is for all believers and for those who desire to know Jesus as their Savior. Wedding ceremonies that we see today, even modern Jewish weddings, are very different from the ancient Jewish marriage ceremony. If you want to understand the figures of speech that are used by Jesus about the wedding feast and the church as the bride of Christ, you must learn the ancient culture and forget everything you know about the modern marriage ceremonies. So although there's various opinions and different descriptions regarding the Jewish marriage at the time of Christ, there is a general agreement concerning some of the major elements. And that's what I want to share with you this month because it relates to you as a believer of Christ. I want to share some of the steps of the Jewish wedding and show you how they relate to Christ, the bridegroom, and the church, his bride. So the first step regarding the ancient Jewish wedding is the marriage covenant. In this marriage covenant or arrangement, the father of the groom makes the arrangement with the father of the bride and pays the father of the bride the bride price. This stage may occur when the bride and groom are children and often did not even meet each other until the wedding day. The marriage covenant was a legally binding document whose primary purpose was to protect the bride, even though it appears she may not have even signed it. The father of the bride would use his wisdom to look out for the best interests of his daughter. The bride was seen as being completely under her father's control. The groom and the father of the bride would negotiate a legal document with conditions that clearly laid out the dowry. Now, the dowry was money to be paid to the father by the groom. In Genesis 34, 
verse 12, it says, Make the price for the bride and the gift I am to bring as great as you like, and I'll pay whatever you ask me. Only give me the young woman as my wife. When the groom and the father of the bride signed the covenant, the couple was 100% married but did not have sex yet. Once signed, a legal divorce was required to dissolve this arrangement. This is seen in the fact that although Mary and Joseph were betrothed, they had never had sex, even though they were 100% legally married. This arrangement was so much different from what we call engagement today, which is nothing more than a monogamous promise with no legal consequences if broken. When the father consented to the groom, he was allowed to come to the home of the bride and consummate the marriage in her home. Afterwards, he would lead her in a ceremonial procession to a wedding feast at his house. And we'll talk more about this later. But I want to concentrate on the covenant or the arrangement this week. Once the covenant was signed, the couple did not have sex until the groom fulfilled his financial obligations to the father of the bride. A delay might last as in the case of Jacob, who had to work seven years for Laban before he could sleep with his wife, Rachel. The night Laban tricked Jacob at the end of seven years by giving him Leah instead of Rachel, Jacob had already made a legal contract with Laban for Rachel and was married to her for seven years but not permitted to have sex with her. When he was tricked, he made a second legal contract that at the end of the wedding week, he would be allowed to have sex with Rachel but would have to work another seven years afterwards. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my time is completed, that I may go into her. Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. Now in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to him. And Jacob went into her. And Laban also gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a maid. So it came about in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served with you? Why then have you deceived me? But Laban said, It is not the practice in our place to marry off the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also, for the service which you shall serve with me for another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week, and he gave him his daughter Rachel as his wife. Laban also gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as her maid. So Jacob went in to Rachel also, and he indeed loved Rachel more than Leah, and he served with Laban for another seven years. You can read that in Genesis chapter 29 verses 21 to 30. Sometimes the delay between the signing of the covenant and the consummation was because arranged marriages were signed when the bride was a child and the groom had to wait until she reached puberty. 
Now, the application for us today as the bride of Christ is that God the Father, the Father of the bridegroom, Jesus, made the arrangement and then paid the bride price. The bride price was the blood of his son. If you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, it says, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, for you were brought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. By giving up his son and shedding the blood of his son, the bride price was paid, so the arrangement was sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. So the first step in the wedding has already taken place for us as believers. The marriage covenant was established at the first coming of Christ. So whenever a person puts their faith in Jesus Christ, they enter into this covenant, the new covenant, and become a part of his bride. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25, it says, In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And then Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 27 state, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless." If you're a Christian, you're considered the bride of Christ. He will be coming back to take you unto himself. Now, there is more to discuss concerning this wedding ceremony with Jesus. We've just covered the first step. I trust that you will listen next week and the weeks to follow so that you can get more of an understanding of this ancient Jewish wedding ceremony and how it relates to us as the body of Christ. Well, in the meantime, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.